For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Friday, right before Christmas. So happy to have you with me today. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please follow me on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore and on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. The email address here is Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. All right, next week, again, we don't take a vacation here on the Monica Crowley Podcast because there's so much work to do to save our nation and save ourselves. So we will be here next week, and you are going to love next week's shows. I promise you, we're going to do something really special and very, very important for everybody. Darkness seems to really have fallen on America. Evil appears everywhere from the drag shows to kids to every direction, right? What is going on? And does it have a connection to the Bible, to biblical prophecy? Well, all next week, we are going to be joined by the amazing Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, New York Times bestselling author, just an incredible guy, who is going to unpack everything we're going through as individuals and as a nation and civilization. And all of this is going to come from his New York Times bestseller, The Return of the Gods, small g gods. These are the dark forces at work in this country. Where are they from? What are they doing? And how can we turn them back? These shows next week are going to be some of the most important shows I will ever do and that you will ever hear, okay? So Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, The Return of the Gods, all next week. You're not going to want to miss a second of it. 
Okay. Well, tomorrow is Christmas Eve and Sunday is Christmas Day. So today I want to spend some real time on the reason for the season. The reason we're celebrating this weekend, the birth of Jesus Christ, the only perfect person to ever walk the earth. Gifts and trees and lights, all wonderful, but let's not lose sight of him. Today, we're going to talk with David Limbaugh, Rush's brother, and his daughter, Kristen, about their spectacular new book called The Resurrected Jesus. You're not going to want to miss this very important and in many ways eye-opening conversation, even if you're not a believer. Trust me, there's no better way to kick off this Christmas weekend than with this and with the Limbaugh's coming up. Well, before we get to Jesus, I need to do a Monica memo. And I'm certainly going to need Jesus after this Monica memo because I am infuriated. I am absolutely incensed. I am seeing red in every direction. Now, given where the country is right now, I see red most days because I cannot stand to watch my country be disassembled, deconstructed, destroyed, day in and day out. So as you guys know, on this show every day, we are full of outrage over the latest thing. But again, it's all part of a piece. It's part of a piece of this Marxist revolution that was begun decades ago to destroy this country from within. We never even needed an external enemy because the enemy was inside. And now the enemy is us, not you and me. I'm talking about the ruling class and our own government and their wingmen in the propaganda press, our fellow Americans in those institutions, in those organizations, and everywhere else. Anybody who has any semblance of power in this country is our enemy. They hate us. And this is why I'm going to need Jesus here with David and Kristen Limbaugh coming up and heading into the Christmas weekend, because only Jesus, God Almighty, can give you his shalom his peace. And I'm going to need that because I am beside myself with rage right now. And it has to do with two things. One thing we're going to cover after the new year, because the new Republican Congress is going to come in and we're going to get a lot more about January 6th. But over the last like day or so, we have heard that of course it was Nancy Pelosi who blew off all of the requests for security. And including, most specifically, the request from President Trump and the Trump White House for additional security that day. National Guard, Capitol Hill Police, etc. And Nancy Pelosi was the one who blew it all off. Well, a day, it's because they're all in on it. Everything you see coming from the Democrats, coming from the left is a cover-up and a distraction of what they themselves have done. This is where we are in this country, where it is a tyranny. This is how tyrants behave. This is how tyrannical systems behave. We are now currently in a tyranny, okay? And we probably have been for a long time, and only now are we hyper-focused on it. I've been focused on this for a long time. But I think most of the American people are now beginning to become attuned 
to what's actually gone on here and what continues to go on here. So the January 6th committee, which was a complete BS farce, was a cover-up of what the feds did on January 6th to frame Donald Trump. Frame him as an insurrectionist, frame him as uh, the lead rioter, the rioter-in-chief, inspiring violence against the government, an attack on democracy, all of that nonsense and BS that we have heard since January 6th. This was all a setup, including with Twitter, because now, thanks to Elon Musk, we have Donald Trump's tweets that afternoon where he called for peace. He called for people to go home. Those tweets were suspended by Twitter, so no one saw them. But the federal government, up to its eyeballs in January 6th, Ray Epps, where is Ray Epps? Ray Epps, the federal agent, allegedly, who was out there the night before screaming at everybody, tomorrow we got to go into the Capitol. January 6th defendants, average Americans are rotting in jail without due process to this day. You're going to celebrate Christmas with your family. You know what they're doing? Rotting in jail without due process. So over the weekend, as you celebrate with the ones you love, take a moment, say a little prayer for our fellow Americans who are languishing in jail because our system is so corrupt. They've been in there for well over a year, well, going on two years now as political prisoners in the United States of America. We're not talking political prisoners in Cuba or Venezuela or North Korea. No, we're talking political prisoners in the USA. And now over the last like couple of days, we have gotten actual evidence that Nancy Pelosi was aware of the request from Trump and his White House and others for additional security. <clears throat> for additional security. And she said no. Why? Because they were all in on it. They knew what the Fed setup was going to be. They knew that they had all of these operatives fanning out in the crowds, in these various groups, among the grandmas from Indiana who just wanted to let their voices be known and fight for Donald Trump. They knew all of this. They had their operatives in the crowds. They had Ray Epps the night before and the day of waving people into the Capitol. They had Capitol Police shooting people like Ashley Babbitt, who died. Say her name, by the way. Say her name, Ashley Babbitt. You see why I'm going to need Jesus? Because I, I'm just, and we haven't even gotten to the main event here in the Monica Memo. But we're going to cover, after the first of the year, when the Republicans are in control in the House, they're going to keep January 6th committee going so that we can unravel all of this. What we're just hearing now about Nancy Pelosi saying no to all of the requests for additional security that day that would have stopped a lot of this. We're going to find out so much more about how the feds designed, executed this, and then to this very day with the January 6th committee covering it all up deflecting, projecting, put it all on Donald Trump with their four criminal referrals to the DOJ. You know what they can do with those? Shove it where the sun don't shine. All of this is corruption to the nth degree. It is disgusting what our government is doing to our fellow Americans. Disgusting. Outrageous and criminal. Criminal. That's one thing that has me pissed. The second thing Jesus, <laughs> is 
Vladimir Zelensky. Let's deal with this, shall we? What we saw in the last couple of days was a corruption jamboree. Vladimir Zelensky, who has gotten north of $100 billion, thanks to you and me, you might want to work a little harder because Congress on both sides, the uniparty corruption, Congress is sending him another $47 billion in weapons and money. So you might want to take on an extra shift wherever you work because you got to work a little harder, not for your family, not for the things that you benefit from in this country, like roads and police and the military and so on. No, you got to work a little harder for Zelensky and his wife so that his wife can go back shopping on another, what, half a million dollar shopping spree in Paris, which she just did recently. Zelensky, who's gotten, again, north of $100 billion, apparently cannot afford a suit because he came to Washington in his, like, war fatigues khaki green sweatshirt, war fatigue pants. I don't know what kind of shoes, but he gets off the plane because, you know, he's a a war leader. So it's all theater. What he was wearing when he went to the White House and then when he went to speak on Capitol Hill in front of a joint session, he wore the same faux combat gear. It's all theater. He was wearing a costume. I'm not saying that Ukraine is not under assault. Of course it is. And nobody is making excuses for Vladimir Putin, who is a murderous thug. But you can still admire the courage and resistance and resilience and fight in the Ukrainian people. And you can support all manner of private organizations who are out there supporting the Ukrainian people because this is a humanitarian crisis. No doubt about it. My friend Suzanne Johnson, Woody Johnson, they're doing so much for the Ukrainian refugees that have had to flee Ukraine because Russian bombs are dropping on them. You can support private organizations to help the Ukrainian people all day long. God bless. But when it comes to the public treasury in the United States and the fact that we have a compromised president with regard to Ukraine, Joe Biden His crackhead son was hired by Burisma, which is a Ukrainian arm. It's an energy company in Ukraine, but it's all controlled by the government and whatever regime is in place. No qualifications hired and millions of dollars went to the Biden crime family via Burisma, via other Ukrainian entities through Hunter into the family. So once again, just like when we talk about China and Biden, Why would Biden be representing America's interests in this case? Of course he's not. He's representing his own interests and the interests of his family in this case. You hire a president and a commander-in-chief to represent the United States of America, American interests, the American people, and keep us safe and secure. You don't hire an American president to sell us out to a foreign leader because that foreign leader or foreign government or foreign country has given you tens of millions of dollars. That is textbook corruption. So while you can't afford groceries and you're skimping this holiday season, Well, can't have the green bean casserole because those fried onions are way expensive. Well, you're making those daily calculations in your life 
Zelensky came in his costume uh, over the last couple of days to collect another $47 billion of your money. And the fact it is in your face, they don't even pretend anymore. They don't even try to cover it up anymore. It is right in your face. It is so blatant. This is the kind of respect your own government has for you. Zero. Zero respect. This is the ultimate slap in the face. And did you get a load of Zelensky's speech in front of a joint session of Congress like he's the president of the United States? Our border and our country is being overrun every single day. For two years now, every single day, we've had a border invasion for two years now, every single day. And when Republicans asked for, Donald Trump asked for $5 billion to build a wall to protect the United States and the American people, they were told no. And not just by the Democrats, by establishment Republicans that are the consummate swamp creatures, they also denied the measly $5 billion to build the wall and protect the United States and you and me. They said no to that. But Ukraine gets invaded and Zelensky gets north of $130 billion and address in front of a joint session of Congress like he's president. And I guess in many ways, he is president. I mean, Joe Biden is, is out to lunch. He's a corrupt shell of a man. So Zelensky is basically running the show. And the entire putrid spectacle of Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris sitting and standing behind Zelensky on Capitol Hill in the House chamber and then unfurling a Ukrainian flag behind him? Are you kidding me? This was beyond obscene. And this is what I mean about they're so blatant about it. They are so that their corruption is so evident now and they're just rolling in it that they are literally putting it in your face, slapping you across the face. And the reason that they're doing it is because they know there will be no repercussions. They control the elections, all kinds of corruption going on there. They control the propaganda press. They're all on the same side. So they'll be covered. They're in bed with big tech, so social media, all of these platforms. Nobody is going to hold them to account. Everything is corrupt in every direction. Nobody is going to hold them to account, and that's why they are so brazen. They hate you. Your own government has been weaponized against you, and your own government hates you. This is where we are right now. Okay, where your own government, instead of fixing America's problems, sealing the border, getting the economy back on track, getting crime under control, getting our cities that are collapsing, getting them back full of life and under control, safe and secure. No, they're taking that money in wheelbarrows and shoveling it toward Volodymyr Zelensky and his entire corrupt regime in Ukraine. Why? Because what is happening in Ukraine, and this is the bigger picture, and I'm going to end with this, because this is the critical point everybody needs to know. Ukraine, deeply corrupt for a very long time, right? 
Ukraine has been a money laundering center forever. Now with the conflict, guess what? It's even more so. It's a money laundering operation on steroids. Steroids. And who is benefiting? Obviously Zelensky and obviously Joe Biden. But all of the globalist ruling class, they all have their hand in the till. Everybody's got their finger in the honeypot. So your money and my money are going to enrich Joe Biden and his family, Vladimir Zelensky and his wife, so she can go do another shopping spree in Paris. This is what we're working for. It's not the Ukrainian people. This is a giant slush fund for the globalist ruling class. All of this money and these weapons are going into a giant black hole, and there is no accountability, no transparency, and no accountability. A couple of months ago, one of the networks did a major story trying to track some of these weapons that are being transferred to the Ukrainian government to, quote-unquote, fight this war. They couldn't track the weapons. Their report was, these weapons are not getting to where they need to be. They're not making it to the front lines. Well, okay, then where the hell are they? Where are these weapons? Are they falling into the hands of ISIS and Al-Qaeda and the Taliban and the Chinese? We don't know because nobody is on top of this because they don't want to be on top of this. That's the point. And the final big point that you need to absorb is that the real power in this country is with the deep state. The deep state thrives off of conflict. The deep state cannot thrive if there is peace and all of America's problems are solved. That's what Donald Trump was doing, solving our problems. That's why he needed to be destroyed. The deep state, and it's not just military and intelligence, it's also law enforcement, the DOJ, FBI, all of it that's been weaponized against us. It cannot function without conflict. Conflict here at home, hence BLM, Antifa, uh, all of it. And then abroad, with the wars in Ukraine and Russia and conflicts everywhere, the military-industrial complex, but it's so much bigger than that. This is about a global transfer of wealth. This is about a global transfer of power. That's what all of this is about, guys. They need conflict. Peace does not serve them. Calm does not serve them. War and conflict serve them. And that's why this administration has not sought a diplomatic end to this conflict. You have not seen Tony Blinken. Forget about him. He's our secretary of state. Where is he? God knows where. You have not seen a ramped up diplomatic effort for a negotiated peace. Why? Because it's in everybody's interest who's in any position of power around the world to keep this war going. They're getting richer. They're getting more empowered while the rest of us suffer. Ukrainian people getting killed, Poland getting overrun, the rest of us getting poor. That's exactly what they want. That is the objective. Keep that in mind whenever you hear the propaganda press do their propaganda on any part of this. You can see why I am incensed. All right, when we come back, we're going to get some shalom. 
We're going to get some peace. We're going to switch gears entirely because this is a holiday weekend. We are marking the birth of Jesus Christ. And we're going to turn to David and Kristen Limbaugh to talk about the reason for the season. Okay. Also, don't forget what's coming up next week. Very special series of shows with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn on the return of the gods. You know, when we talk about all of this corruption and darkness that has fallen across this land, why? Why now? Well, Rabbi Khan has the answer. And it says, because this is a spiritual battle, it is a spiritual answer. But it is showing itself in very concrete ways. From the transgender agenda, drag shows for kids, to the deep state darkness that we're seeing, to stolen elections, all of it is of a piece. And next week is going to be a blockbuster week of shows that you are not going to want to miss. I promise you. All right, when we come back, sit tight. We're going to talk to David Limbaugh, brother of Rush, Kristen Limbaugh, his daughter, about their book, The Resurrected Jesus. And we're going to get into a good headspace for Christmas weekend. Okay, sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, Eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Well, this is going to be a very special conversation with two very special friends who have written a very special book. David Limbaugh is a lawyer, political commentator, and author of 10 national bestsellers, including several on the life of Jesus. He is also the brother of my friend, the late Rush Limbaugh. Kristen Limbaugh Bloom is the oldest of David and Lisa Limbaugh's five children. She's a producer at Fox News and the longtime assistant to Sean Hannity. She's Sean's right hand. He could not survive without her. <laughs> the new book is, is called The Resurrected Jesus. It's the latest in David's, again, a longtime series about Jesus. And again, it's called The Resurrected Jesus. And David and Kristen join me now. Hi, guys. 
Hi, Monica. Thank you for having us. Of course. I'm so happy to have you here, both of you. And congratulations on this new book, which is just phenomenal. Uh, David, I want to start with you because, as I mentioned, you've written several Jesus-focused books. What's different about this one, again, called The Resurrected Jesus? Well, the last book, which is the fourth in the Christian theme series, was about Paul's first six epistles and also the book of Acts, which is the history of the early church. This book is about Paul's final seven epistles, and we just go through it chapter and verse uh, and add commentary. And also we've done something new on this one. We add prayers, interactive prayers. So this makes this book more like a a devotional, kind of like a mini Bible study. We dive deep into the scripture, add commentary and, and our own insights, and then add prayers so that we get the reader engaged with the content of the book and the, the content of the Bible. And Kristen primarily authored these prayers. We did we went back and forth both in the text and the prayers, editing each other, and also contributing to content on both. But she, she originally wrote these prayers and wrote most of them totally, other than my little edits, and they're just amazing. And Because she's, she's so spirit-filled. Uh, and has such a facility for prayer. And I, my inclination is, you know, just to study. And I, I, I go to the head knowledge and, and ought to be more experiential. We need to be balanced as Christians and have both, but I err on the side of studying. And, and I love that she has a better balance than I do. It is it. such, so it's in, yeah. No, I was just going to say, David, it's such a beautiful balance in this book. The whole book is beautiful. But like you said, it's it's sort of the head and the heart and, of course, the soul throughout. But you bring the, the head and Kristen has really brought the heart through these prayers. Kristen, I, I want to tell you, because now that everybody knows you wrote these beautiful prayers throughout the book, Aww. I want to tell you, Kristen, that you said something to me a while ago that has always stuck with me and really mm-hmm. affected my relationship with God. You said to me, we were like in the green room at Fox News and I was about to go on the air with Sean or something. Yes. You, you said to me, um, when you pray, don't pray at God. Talk mm-hmm. with God. Mm. And that really hit me in a very meaningful way, because I think a lot of us talk at God. We pray for things we want or want to change, and we pray at him as if mm-hmm. you know he's this big figure in the sky and so overwhelming that we, we talk at him. And you said, don't talk at him, talk with him. And that's really Aww. what prayer is all about, because it's about having a relationship with God. It's not... God is a separate entity. It's about having a real relationship with God, which is why he sent his son to die for our sins, because he wanted us to know him. So he sent, he sent God, sent himself through his son yes. in human form so that we could access him and relate to him. So that was such a beautiful thing that you told me that has always stayed with me. And I just want you to know that. Oh, Monica, I'm, I'm just smiling ear to ear. I, I don't even remember that fully, but I, I'm so happy that um, that that is stuck with you. And that just goes to show that that was totally Jesus um, speaking through yes. me because he had that um, message for you. And um, I, I truly believe that God um, pursues each and every one of us so um, intently and that if we will simply ask him for 
ask, we will receive. And, and that if we ask him to show us his hand in our lives, he will do that more and more. And, um, so I'm so happy that that stuck with you. A friend of mine said that to me, you know, I didn't come up with that on my own. I can't take credit, but you're exactly right. God is, he's always ready to talk with us. And um, he's there for us every second and every moment of every day. And it, it is a beautiful and really wondrous thing to to realize the gravity of the creator of the universe being at our becking call, truly, um, to speak with us and to counsel us and guide us. Amen. So, you know, before we get into some of the th- topics that you both write about in this book. Um, what was it like working together? I mean, you, you both still love each other and you're doing interviews <laughs> together, so you clearly didn't kill each other. Um, so how was it working together as a family? Because sometimes it goes the wrong way. Love's a little bit strong after this experience. <laughs> how, about, how about tolerate each other? No, I'm kidding. No, it was, it really was. I, 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 uh, I have never, I know you're the same way, Monica, you're a writer. I've never had a ghost writer, never had a collaborator. And you've been a writer way longer than I have, very accomplished, very scholarly and and accessible. But I've uh, developed as I've gone along, but I like to do my own stuff. And and I I don't, you know, got too much pride to get a ghost writer or whatever, but I just want it to, plus it's it's such an enriching experience to research and write. And uh, even though it's hard. But this time, Kristen writes for Fox News opinion pieces in their Christian-themed pieces. And I think she's really a really good writer. And I thought, you know, I had so many people help me in my career, like Rush, Sean, Mark Levin, so many people. So many people opened doors for me, Rush and Sean especially. I wouldn't have been able to get in these doors were it not for them. And I realized that. And so I wanted to help jumpstart Kristen's book writing career by introducing her to this process and then have her contribute. And then we plus, but I didn't, and I wanted, I thought the book would be better with her. It would at least be as good. It turns out in my view, it's way better. It's qualitatively different. Uh, it's, it's a difference in kind than degree because of the, the prayers that she adds. And then our collaboration on the ideas in the book back and forth, you know, you don't think as much outside the box when you're just thinking with yourself. I mean, I think some of these fiction writers have these wild imaginations. They're able to think outside the box, either that or like Edgar Allan Poe, get drunk or get high. And then you can think all kinds of weird thoughts. But, <laughs> but, I, but I'm kind of like inside the box sometimes. Well, when you talk with other people, just like interviews bring things out of you, you never would have thought of yourself. Well, when we're working together and collaborating, we bring these things out and I think it makes a better end product. Yes. And Kristen, you feel the same? You didn't want to kill your dad at any point? <laughs> no. Or maybe it, you can tell me off the air if that's true. Yeah, do that, yeah, I'll please. tell you the real answer. No, no. <laughs> um, it truly was a labor of love. I, I, was, I was genuinely so um, grateful to dad for allowing me to um, comment on his already successful writing career with him. And he set, um, realistic deadlines and, um, but you know, he's a machine when he writes and it was very good for me because as a writer, you know, I've been blessed to have the opportunity to write for Fox, but, um, that's kind of on my own timeline. So this was a really, um, enriching experience for me to hold myself to a higher standard as a writer. And I learned so much from his editing process and um, research process as well. 
Um, and, and I was pregnant. And so he put up with me on days where I was just like, I can't do anything today. So, um, (laughs) it was, it was truly, um, a labor of love. I loved every minute of it. Oh, that's wonderful. And congratulations on the baby, Kristen. Thank you so much. Baby is absolutely beautiful. (laughs) Okay. Limbaugh's please hang tight. A lot more to get to with you on these big questions. Don't move. We are back with the great David and Kristen Limbaugh. All right. So let's get into the book again. It's called The Resurrected Jesus. We're talking to David Limbaugh and Kristen Limbaugh Bloom. I love that you guys focused on Paul and Paul's epistles because Paul doesn't really get his due uh, when we talk about Christianity and and when we talk about uh, the Jesus experience, the, the Christian experience. Paul does really sort of, I mean, he's read and people, you know, obviously study him. But in terms of popular culture and writing a book like this, he really kind of gets largely ignored. So I love that you focused on him and his last letters or epistles. Why did you guys decide to go for Paul here? Well, let me be honest on that. Again, I want to go through all the New Testament epistles, and and we've already done Paul's first six, uh, and these are the final seven. We want to do the non-Pauline epistles next, uh, but it's not that we chose Paul other than he was in the next order. However, I, I will answer your question and get at exactly what you're driving at anyway. He has been maligned in the culture and accused of sexism and, and being too much of a hard-nosed person. I particularly love him because he, he takes uh, Christ and God at their word. Uh, you, you need to stay true. Jesus, I am the tr- way, the truth, and the life. I came to divide. I didn't come to unite. I came to divide brother and sister, mother and father, meaning not that he's divisive, but that he stands for truth and he knows the world is controlled by evil forces and they're irrepressible but you have to fight against them and stand up for truth. And we're seeing in our culture what happens when you don't stand up for truth, when right is wrong, evil is glorified, murdering babies is glorified, exclusivity is, is billed as inclusivity, and, and the left distorts the language and distorts the very concept of truth. You have moral and uh, intellectual chaos. And so we're, we're witnessing that Paul stood in the breach, said, this is what the gospel is. And he wrote, writes these corrective letters to churches he planted that were deviating from the gospel, getting away, adding other uh, religious ideas into the mix called syncretism. And these uh, pagan ideas were intermixed with Christianity. He says, Christianity won't survive. It won't flourish if you guys don't adhere to the true gospel. So he disciplined them, and then laid out instructions for Christian living. And as a result, the gospel flourished uh, as, of course, under the superintendence of God. But Paul is a stalwart for truth and for spreading the word unapologetically and boldly. So I, and, I, and, I think you pick up on that. That's what you're yeah, really oh, getting at. Oh, absolutely. Because he gives <laughs> us a roadmap for, uh, well, throughout history, for all Christians who believe, he gives you a roadmap about how to, first of all, stay true to the faith and to God, but also to navigate this very dark world. And the world right now, as you point out, David, is extremely dark. And I want to ask you guys about 
the unseen world in spiritual warfare. I talk about this. I do yep. talk about this on this podcast. Not a lot, mm-hmm. but I do. Bless you um, for that. Kristen, take uh, it away. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but spiritual warfare, and I tweeted this the other day, actually, I said, mm-hmm. we are in the midst of a spiritual war. When you see it, you can't unsee it. So a lot mm-hmm. of people are blind wow. to it, right? It's all secular okay. and they're living in this world. But once you see it in the terms of that this is a spiritual war, this is God versus the enemy, good versus evil, however you want to term it. But once you see it that way, you can't unsee it. And every, yeah. everything that you view in terms of politics and the Biden administration, the left, the communists who are ascendant, abortion, all of these other issues once you see it as a spiritual war, then the whole perspective really changes for you. Kristen, take it away. Oh, um, I, that is such a profound and true statement that you made, Monica. And it, it's true. You know, Paul writes in his letter to the Ephesians, he says, our, our enemies are not those of flesh and blood, although it can feel that way because we know that um, our spiritual enemy uses human agents. But really, it's it's the principalities and the rulers of this world that are in the spiritual realm. And I, um, I love instances in throughout the Bibles, particularly in the Old Testament, the prophet Elisha was going up against an evil king, and he asked God to open his spiritual eyes to be able to see, um, see the spiritual realm. And God told him, those who are with you are greater than those that you're seeing. And he opened Elisha's eyes, and he was able to see droves and droves of angelic armies that were on fire with chariots. And I I think that's a beautiful encouragement for us as we do see so much darkness um, that is prevailing in our culture. And um, I think that Paul does such a beautiful job of encouraging the church, trying to fan the flames of faith and reminding them, hey, Jesus is with you. When you accept him as your savior, his Holy Spirit dwells in your heart. And Jesus told his disciples, I never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, and I will be with you until the end of the age, meaning he's with us through his Holy Spirit until he comes back. And I think that's um, something that as Christians, we need to truly believe and not just think of it as an ethereal kind of far off thought, but accept that we have a powerful, we have the God of the universe's spirit living in our hearts. And we need to ask him for discernment and ask him to use his power through us and our lives and um, truly give him more and more of ourselves so that he can break forth and continue his purposes for the world through us as his disciples, not, you know, real disciples, but as his followers uh, in, oh, we're all in disciples. the world. Yes, yeah. we, exactly. are. We, are. we are disciples. <laughs> Mo- Monica, you know, I, I want to add, I, we must be in a mind meld because I've been tweeting about this too, that the uh, spiritually blind and that this is spiritual warfare, Paul tells us to put on the whole armor of God. And the reason we see this pure evil being glorified today is precisely because it's spirit led. And you say, not be a conspiracy theorist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm saying this is the unseen realm. And how else do you explain logic being defended as logic? How else do you explain the impenetrable hearts of the left? You cannot reach them. They have, they're, they're Im- implementing these, these uh, idolatrous, environmentally wacko ideas, having their electric cars charged with gas generators now. You can't make that up. These people are, they're just crazy, the ideas they have, but you know that they're not crazy. So what is it? 
I don't think they know really what they're doing. I think they're being led uh, by the evil forces. And I, I, it sounds bizarre, and it's not ghosts and goblins, as Kristen said. It's not a theory. It's real. We just can't yes. see it. And yes. so I'm so well, glad you see that. Yes. Oh, uh, I see it 100 percent. And I tweet about it. I'm totally unafraid because I, I do have the armor of God on me all the time. And I, I know that. And when we look in every direction and see evil ascendant, David, we also know, Kristen, that God is still on the throne. So yes. while evil yes. is ascendant and it looks like the enemy is having a field day uh, between violence, corruption, lies, hypocrisy, I mean, the all of it. Um, the even murder, we see that the, you know, cities of flame, violence, the enemy is having a field day, but God is still on the throne. Amen. Amen. So when oh, you wow. know that yeah. you, you've got, you know, you've got God shalom, which yes. Yes. I, and I try to tell people, you know, okay. when you have faith, you feel an inner peace that mm -hmm. you, you can't get anywhere else. And so, you know, when bad things happen to me or, you know, obviously I'm human and I, and I feel it and I mourn and I grieve and I have anxiety and all of those things. But at root, it comes and it goes because I pray, I pray on it. And then I'm thinking, I, I trust God. God is still on yep. the throne. He allowed it for a reason. So I'm going to choose to believe that his way, his way, as I, in Isaiah says, his ways are higher than our ways. His ways are not our ways. Trust in him. And when you get to that point in your faith, then it makes life so much more calm, peaceful, and joyful, right? And, and, and that yeah. exactly, you know, you, you're talking about, we address that very issue in, I think it's the, in our discussion of Philippians, it's not that God promises you some kind of giddy bliss. He, he promises you faith in him that you'll have this peace and this inner joy, which will help you through the struggles, which he guarantees you'll have. We're not supposed to be struggle free hardship, but when you have that hope of eternal salvation with him, when you know he's with you all the way, you can endure it and you can have a joy that's not, not stupid, silly joy, but it is that contentment, ultimate contentment based on the long view, I think. Yes. And, I, you know, I love in the book you write about this as well, how Paul really gives us a blueprint for waging spiritual warfare against these yes. forces of darkness. And that is more relevant than ever. Yes. yes so much. And Go ahead, Kristen. I, yes, so true. And one thing I love about the armor of God verse in Ephesians is that he tells us to do this on a daily basis because we are reminded in scripture that every single day is, is a world of its own and that we have to renew our minds constantly by connecting with the Holy Spirit and allowing him to come into our lives, to use us and to really strengthen us by submitting ourselves to him. So I think it's comforting that we are not ever alone, that it's that the, actually the more we admit our weakness and give him our weaknesses, he, his strength will be able to shine through all the more. You know, that's such an important point because I often say, you know, the word is that God knows every hair on your head, and that is true, but yes. so does the enemy. And mm. so the enemy mm -hmm. comes at you at your most vulnerable point, whatever it yes. might be, addiction, what, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so the enemy comes right at you to knock over your soul. And so to have that belief in God, and as you say, Kristen, to constantly be renewing that relationship with him gives you the strength you need to constantly beat back what's coming at you, right? Yes, exactly, Monica. So well put.
Okay, guys, please stand by. A lot more straight ahead. But first, we are in the middle of the holiday season, and you know what that means? Overindulgence. Well, it's time to make your health great again as we get closer to the new year. After decades of wear and tear, our livers start to slow down and become sluggish. This is why so many of us struggle with weight gain and feeling tired all the time. Fortunately, there is a simple, all-natural solution that I absolutely recommend. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level. It helps restore your liver's detoxifying abilities, boosts your energy levels, and can kick your natural metabolism into high gear. Liver Health Formula is backed by the latest science and approved by American doctors, and every bottle is manufactured right here in the USA. And right now, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain with four times better absorption thanks to the special nano delivery system. You're also getting four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. So go to getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call toll free at 800-282-1757 to claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call 800-282-1757. You're covered by their 365-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to risk, but supplies are limited. So head on over to getliverhelp.com slash Monica or call toll-free 800-282-1757 now to order liver health formula and claim your five free bonus gifts while you still can. That's getliverhelp.com slash Monica, or call 800-282-1757. We'll be right back. And we're back now with our final moments with David and Kristen Limbaugh and the resurrected Jesus. So let's talk a little bit about how Paul really set the stage for the future of Christianity, because you do write about this in the book, and, and how it spread which is also hand of God, because, you know, religions have come and gone throughout the ages, or they have like a little burst, and then they die out, they flame out. But Jesus Christ and Christianity as a force have survived, you know, millennia now. Why is that, in your opinion, David? Because the main reason is because God uh, is in control and superintending that. And it is also because it is truth. He is the true God of the Bible. Uh, Christianity is true. I don't want to be controversial here, but we necessarily believe that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm just one way. So you either accept that or you don't. Uh, and I, I think that uh, it, it, you, you watch the way Christians live, not that, that we're sin-free, but we lay down the values that, that make for great civilizations. And to the extent that you adhere to those values and the framers based our constitutional system on those values, your civilization will thrive to the extent that you get away from it, it will implode. And we're witnessing that implosion now. 
But Christianity will survive through the persecution because God promised in the Bible that it would. So I'm not worried about Christianity. I'm worried about aspects of it, worried about the church, the attacks on it in the church. But we have a duty to fight for the truth and for the the true gospel in the church and keep it spreading. Let me ask you one final question I'd like for both of you to address, which is the future of America. So we just talked about the future of Christianity, which will always be present because God will ensure it so. Um, But America's future is not insured, and it really is under a dire attack right now. And David, as you point out, it was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. It really was founded on the Bible. That's what the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, we're all based on. And we have all, I think those of us who have, are, are believers have always believed that this country has always been under the hand of God and the protection of God. But now I know a lot of believers are saying, wait a minute, you know, evil is so ascendant now and we've turned away from the Lord that his protection is now slipping from this country. And that's why we have all of this chaos and violence and, and extremism here. And the very, the very experiment in human liberty is under threat in America. What do you want to say to that, the connection between the United States of America as a beacon of hope and freedom and faith and human liberty versus it being under attack and maybe slipping from out from under God's protection? David. Okay. Well, I, I think oh, if it continues to go the way it's going now, we, we may not last 10 years. I mean, this, this, this is uh, Marxism, the advancement of Marxism on warp speed, and I've never seen anything like it. But thank goodness, Satan and the evil forces are overplaying their hand. I remain an optimist because I don't think God has given up on this nation. And we patriots, we God-fearing patriots have not given up on America, and we're fighting back and we're charged to fight back. I think that's our duty to fight back, to preserve this country uh, for our kids, for ourselves, and for the rest of the world, because we're still a beacon of liberty, and we're still a beacon of freedom that will allow Christianity to flourish here and throughout the world. But it's it's a tall order, and you know God isn't giving up. You remember in the Sodom and Gomorrah or whatever, if just 10 men will you spare us or whatever, I can't remember. There's so much, so many of us fighting to preserve this nation, but he's not going to stop us from fighting. I think he's going to get behind us and empower us to win this final victory. Well, that is a prayer in and of itself, David. Kristen, you just want to uh, to address uh, that? Yes, I just agree with everything dad said. I would just add, you know, the more we submit to him in all of our ways, the better off we will be. And I pray that more and more people in the political sphere will, I mean, I think just praying radical prayers for people to have encounters with the Holy Spirit and and turn their turn their ways to Jesus. I think that if the church will rise up and pray radical prayers for us to see God move in people's lives in miraculous ways, that that is what will bring healing and true purpose to back to the country. And, and Monica, I, I'm not yeah. I'm not Pollyannish about this. I realize we could lose this country, and I mean it. We very well could. And I don't mean we're so special that God's going to preserve us no matter how deep into sin we get. In fact, we've already murdered so many babies. We're allowing people to come across the border and killing children with fentanyl. And so we are really engulfed in evil. And so I'm not arrogant about this or complacent. And it may not be safe. So I don't want to imply that I'm some kind of a weirdo that, oh, no, we'll just leave it in the hands of God. We are God's uh, agents, his servants. 
We have to fight. And I'm just saying, I choose to be optimistic about this. And as long as we continue to, to hold fast to the truth and are willing to fight, I think we can preserve it. I'm by no means certain of it, but I am. I think we have a duty to do everything we can to preserve it. Yes, we certainly do. And that was very well put, David, very well put, because, you know, throughout our history, we've been through some dark cycles, revolution, civil war, Great Depression, World War One, World War Two. Uh, we've been through dark periods before. God allows it for a reason. But the reason is to awaken us and bring us back to the Lord. So I, yes, I'm ma'am. hoping and praying that that's true. And I think your book goes a long way to doing that. It's called The Resurrected Jesus. The church in the New Testament, it is an absolutely beautiful book. If you want to know the Bible better, if you want to refresh your faith, really go get this book. You will not be sorry. It's got all of these heartfelt devotional prayers written by Kristen in them as well. So the book is just fantastic, guys. Thank you so much. David Limbaugh, Kristen Limbaugh-Bloom, congratulations on the book, and thank you so much for joining me. Thank Thank you you. so much for having us, Monica. Thanks a lot. Uh, Let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Monica. It was so great to talk to you. You know what? You're awesome. We were supposed to be down the car 10 minutes ago, but you're so good. I don't even care. I thank you. (laughs) Sorry about that, guys. No, 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 no. Thank you. Our honor. We let's stay in touch. I love you. Okay. Love you too. Congratulations. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. What a special way to end this week and to kick off the Christmas weekend, right? Thank you so much for being here. As always, I appreciate you guys so much at the holidays, but really every single day that you join this program, I am so grateful for you. And I want to wish you all and your families a very Merry Christmas. Enjoy the weekend with those you love. And I will see you right back here on Monday with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn and the return of the gods. Not to be missed. Merry Christmas. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.